and they buy it and they wonder why they're losing money every single month is because they bought in the worst location they could possibly buy has no appreciation. So they got no way to get out of it and they just can't get their rents because who's going to pay their rents in that area. Hello and welcome to pillars of wealth creation where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. With me, we got Matt Jones. Matt, how are you doing today, man? I'm having a wonderful day. How are you doing, Todd? A wonderful day in the neighborhood, man. It's, uh, it's, it's great. And uh, hey, we are kind of coming to this crazy end of 2020 um but i'm just trying to hit it hard hit it hard and not let the i think sometimes people get caught up in oh it's the end of the year and we gotta think about next year and all this kind of stuff i right now am laser focused head down i want to continue to do business as usual and i'm not focused on next year at all for me and i I've done it differently in the past, but this year I've decided I'm going to become, or I'm going to continue to be laser focused and keep on pushing um, up until right at the end, uh, the very last day of the year. And then next year, that's when I'm going to push for next year. Um, so right now I've got my head down and uh, oh, I'm just pushing, I'm pushing through November, pushing, going to push through December and uh, we're going to try to keep on keep on doing business and just continue to make 2020 an awesome year. And it's quite frankly, it's been an awesome year. I mean, obviously we've got some weird stuff that's happened, right. But overall it's, it's been an awesome year and we're going to continue to push. Awesome. And uh, I've uh, I'm excited too. I'm in the process of selling one of my properties, actually the first property I ever bought. And uh, because I was house hacking it for a couple of years, I, uh, I'm going to be free of capital gains. So I'll be looking to reinvest that in a, a new property here this coming year. Cool. That's that's exciting. Yeah. I still hold on to the very first rental property that I purchased. So still hold that. And actually, quite frankly, probably going to keep it for a while. I mean, my daughter, I've, I've kind of earmarked that as like the college education property. It'll be paid off by the time she goes to school. Uh, I've got another property, the second property I bought that'll be paid off by the time my son goes to school, and those uh, those ca that cash flow will will do pretty well for college, I think. Well, cash flow is a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Or maybe we'll just sell it at that time. We'll see. But uh, who knows? College is either going to be free or like triple the cost of it is right as it is right now. So we'll, we don't know. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so Matt, what's today's topic? Today, we're going to be talking about uh, managing the risks that are in real estate uh, that are you're inevitable. You're going to encounter risks, but uh, re real estate doesn't have to be risky if you know what you're doing. Right. And it, quite frankly, it isn't if you know what you're doing, because when you look at the SHARP index, S-H-A-R-P-E, uh, real estate is one of the least riskiest investments out there. And actually, the highest return investments out there as well. It's higher return than the stocks and it's way, way less risk than stocks. Um, so it's a little bit more risk than, you know, government bonds, but it doesn't have to be risky. It can be risky depending on what you do. So that's, that's the key is you want to be 
a professional about it. And if you're not going to be a professional about it, then it becomes risky. And when we talk about real estate not being risky and that the, the sharp index and all that, well, that's professional companies. That's your bigger companies. Those who, who those are who's being tracked. We're not tracking, you know, people that are buying one duplex or that type of thing. That's a lot more risky. When we look at the default rates, quite frankly, when I look at the default rates of multifamily, right now multifamily is going through a higher period of default rates. Now I haven't actually equated into foreclosures yet, but agency debt is defaulting right now at just over 1%. Okay. Now in kind of a historical norm, it'd be right around a half a percent. So we're seeing a little bit higher default rate where your non-agency local banks and other, other uh, product, those are actually defaulting right now at, I think it's like a 2.4% rate. Okay. And normally it's like a 1.6% rate. Okay. So you can see that the big stuff, the agency debt, is defaulting less even today and, and at any time than the smaller stuff, the local bank stuff. Yep. Well, I mean, for new investors though, you know, if they don't know what they're doing, obviously there's risks that they, they don't know about yet. So what are some of the common risks uh, for new investors? Well, you know, look, again, I think the biggest risk is that you don't know what you're doing, right? The, you come in, you think, well, real estate, right? Everybody, my, my dad or my brother or whoever, if some radio ad, whatever you did, said, don't wait to buy real estate, buy real estate and wait. Oh, that's a catchy little jingle. Sounds good. I'm going to do that, right? And I go out and I just buy some real estate and wait. Well, that's a terrible strategy. We have to be, and, and some people will not like what I say. Some people go against this, and I see it all the time. Some people buy real estate, and they don't care if it loses money on cash flow. They don't care. They're fine with that. They, they, they actually are happy with losing money on cash flow as long as it appreciates. Well, who, who controls appreciation? I don't control appreciation. Now, Kind of, right? I can control forced appreciation through renovation, but I can't truly control appreciation in the market. So that's risky, right? You're betting. It's, it's just betting. That's it. It's just you're betting on inflation in the real estate market. Now, it's still kind of not super risky because we know that real estate does go up in value. But that's where the non-cash flow just doesn't make sense, in my opinion, because what happens if the what happens if you buy a property for five hundred thousand dollars? It doesn't cash flow. Okay, so you got to pay in every single month, and then the real estate market crashes in two years, and you're holding this thing. Okay, you you were like, oh, this is appreciating. Maybe it got up to six hundred thousand dollars. This is great. It's going to be worth seven, eight hundred thousand in no time, and then I'll sell it. That's great. But all of a sudden, at six hundred thousand dollars, the market says, mm mm. Not going to happen. Your property is now worth three seventy-five. Oh crap! And I've got negative cash flow, right? So now I'm holding on to this property that's not worth nearly what it used to be, and I've got negative cash flow. So I got one. I got you know two options. One, I 
keep holding it and keep making these payments on this depressed piece of property and wait it out until it goes back up because we know that real estate always goes up in value over time. Or I sell it and take my loss. And a lot of people are going to sell it and take their loss. And people are, some people will say, well, I, I just wouldn't sell it. Great. You don't, what's going on in your life at that time? If it's a bad economy, did you lose your job? Did you, you know, what else is happening? Are you truly able to make the payments? So first and foremost, understand, just, just understand what you're doing. Just learn, get some knowledge. I mean, you, you know, anybody who's listening to this, you're listening to a podcast for a reason. You're getting knowledge and learning. So, and this is a first critical step, right? But then buy cash flowing real estate uh, and, and buy real estate that are, is going to appreciate in value. That's great. But buy something that's going to cash flow. That That's second and uh, the, the most important after, after getting educated. Yeah. I mean, you got to have proper underwriting, you know, stress test it. So even if things do depreciate and rents go down, if it's still going to cash flow during the bad times, you can hold on to that property you know, until it goes back up again. Well, you know, and you made a good point there um, with the underwriting. A lot of people, they don't understand the true expenses that it takes to operate a property. And so they don't underwrite it properly. And all of a sudden they're losing money every month. They don't actually put reserves into, uh, into a budget. They don't put anything that is necessary to go in there, you know, they'll, they'll maybe go, Oh, tenants going to pay all the utilities. Uh, you know, they underwrite it hundred percent occupied, all this kind of stuff. And Oh, great. We're making some money. But when reality hits, are you really making money? So you got to make sure that when reality actually hits, truly do you make money? If the answer is yes, great. Go ahead and buy that piece of property. Do you feel like it's located in a good area? That's going to continue to have tenants and, that's also going to appreciate. Those are, that's another big thing. Big mistake I see a lot of people make is they base their purchase price on price, or sorry, base their purchase on price, right? So they look for the cheapest property in the cheapest market and go, hey, I can buy this thing for $75,000. And this is great. I'm going to buy it. And they buy it and they wonder why they're losing money every single month is because they bought in the worst location they could possibly buy has no appreciation. So they got no way to get out of it and they just can't get their rents because who's going to pay their rents in that area. They just don't pay their rents. Sorry. You got a bad investment. You took a big risk. Yeah. Even if that $75,000 house, uh, you know, if the rent is a thousand dollars a month, there's probably hidden things that you need to be aware of. Uh, is there high turnover and is it a very expensive turnover because people are trashed in the place because uh, it's a lower yep. quality place? Yeah. Yeah. I think some of the big things when we talk about hedging against risks in real estate. Okay. So first we've mentioned education. Second, we've mentioned cash flow. Third, it's got to be financing, right? You've got to have good, solid financing in place, long-term stuff that, you know, so something that's not going to get you into trouble, okay? That's wildly important. Um, you know, location, definitely important. We just talked about how, you know, you can get in that bad spot. Location's important. Now, I'll take cash flow over location to an extent, right? 
I still don't want to be in, in the bad areas. So, so location's huge. Um, and then appreciation. I want to get into areas that have fundamentals happening that allows for appreciation. So I want it to have jobs and um, I want people that are moving in the area. You know, that's important. If it's not, I'm not going to have that appreciation. So those are, those are definitely big hedges against my risk in real estate. And then I would say this, this, some people don't agree with this, but at least budget for this professional management of your real estate, professional management. That's super important. Whether you're going to hire the right people, maybe you're going to do it yourself, but can you actually put the time into it to do it right, to do it right yourself? Or is it such a headache that you're like, I just don't even want to deal with this property. Let's, let's whatever, forget about it. And then it sits vacant for another month or, you know, the tenant's not paying, whatever it is, the maintenance isn't getting done. And all of a sudden your asset becomes a liability. See that all the time. Burnt out, the burnt out landlord syndrome. Yeah. Especially if you have a day job. I mean, trying to manage any properties at the same time, it's just, uh, it's always going to be bad timing for when things break down. I think um, managing your risk in real estate, a big, big thing. It has to do with uh, understanding who you are as an investor, understanding what your life is like and what you're truly trying to achieve. So many people think they have to go a certain route. There's so many different options out there in real estate. I mean, look, you can, you can buy rental properties, single families, duplexes. You could buy apartment buildings. You can buy self-storage, you can buy a commercial buildings, um, or you can buy notes um, and, and just deal with the paper, or you can passively invest. I mean, I've got a lot of people that really love real estate that invest with me because they know <laughs> they're not good at it, or they don't have the time for it. Um, they don't have the resources for it, you know, whatever it might be, but that's the best solution for them because it works knowing what your life is like and knowing what you want your life to be is super important when we're talking about investing in real estate. You just, just because you buy a duplex doesn't mean you're all of a sudden a real estate investor. Understand what it is that works for you. I see so many people buying these duplexes. It's like, what are you doing? You've got an amazing job that you love. You're making, you know, $250,000 a year. You love your job. You got a family and, and like, you're going to buy this duplex or three of them and like spend your time doing maintenance on the toilet. Like that, that just doesn't fit your lifestyle. Like you got to do what fits your lifestyle. You got to know what you're getting into before you, you buy a place. So that's pro proper underwriting, as well as hire a professional inspector to really go in depth at that property. So you know uh, what's behind the walls. Is everything, is the roof going to fall off next year? Uh, you got to know that kind of stuff. Yeah, good point. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, uh, that that comes with, you know, the education part, knowing what you're buying, right? I mean, that's, that's, that's big. Um, what else, Matt, what else am I missing about mitigating your risks in real estate? You know, I think part of education is networking, like, you know, you know, networking with other people, networking with, uh, you know, handymen and, and contractors and, 
and whatnot so that when you know things go wrong and inevitably yeah. you know the problems happen you're ready for it yeah uh, so you, putting your team in place right mm -hmm. yeah no that's good yeah that definitely you know especially if you're going to do a lot of it yourself you know, a lot of people decide oh i'm gonna i'm gonna do the I'm going to buy this duplex and do the management myself because they find out that like, Oh, it doesn't, I can't make any money. If I hire a property management company, I got to do it myself. Well, like you said, well, do you have the team in place? Like, do you have somebody that can do the maintenance? What happens if you're on vacation and a maintenance call happens? Like who's going to go do it? If you don't have it set up, it just doesn't do itself. Like <laughs> toilet doesn't fix itself. Unfortunately it gets worse. Right. And so who's there to do it? Like, do you have your team in place? Do you have your CPA in place? Do you have your bookkeeper in place? Like, do you have the right team members in place to run it like a business, run it professionally? Yeah. I think it's actually risky to have the attitude that, Hey, I can do everything myself. So I don't need super to risky. have anyone uh, working for me or with me. Yeah. I agree. Super, super risky to do that. Uh, the, 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 if you want to mitigate your risk, there's nothing more. I mean, that, that's probably, that probably is the most important is to delegate properly. Pro, you know, that and that and being educated. So look, here's the thing though. Um, I don't think investing in real estate, if we talk, if we hit some of these things and it's not that big, I know we said a lot of different things, but it's not that big. If we do it and we invest in real estate, we're going to make money and you're going to make money every time. Now, some of them might be a home run. Most of them are going to be a base hit. But if you consistently hit base hits, you're going to be able to take your net worth from, you know, 20,000, 50,000 or wherever you're at right now and turn it into 10, 20 million, whatever you actually want to achieve. And it doesn't, honestly, doesn't take that long. And it's not that hard. It, it, it takes effort. Don't get me wrong. But I think so many people overcomplicate what we actually need to do. Some of it takes a little bit of luck. Some of it takes a little bit of, of work and elbow grease, um, but it happens. And again, it doesn't happen overnight, but I truly believe if anybody wants to take their net worth from wherever it is today, um, let's just call it under, under $200,000 and turn it into 10 million, they can do it. They can do that, you know, within 10, 20, 30 years, depends on, you know, how aggressive you want to get. Yeah. And it all starts with education. Like you say, uh, lots of people have gone before you and done and been successful in whatever kind of real estate that you want to do. If you learn what they did and, and what they did wrong, uh, you're going to be able to mitigate your risks that way. Yep. The other thing is, it's the old Warren Buffett thing. Look, whenever everybody else is running the other way, make sure you're diving in headfirst. Like th there's going to come a time and I don't know when, I wish I could tell you exactly when, so you could be prepared uh, same, as, as well as with me, but there's going to be a time where people tell you real estate is the worst investment ever um, and run the other way. And that's when you want to jump and, and buy as much as you can. Cause when I look at my net worth and how I was able to grow my net worth quickly, 
the, a lot of my growth came in those early stages and the growth now that I have that's continuing to happen is because of what I did to set myself up in those early stages, which was during a down cycle. And during that time when everybody said, ah, run the other way, you know, that's what set me up for that success. So, you know, it can be done at any, at any point in time, but that, that's when you truly, I think, make a lot of, out of money. Yeah, we had a, an episode a while back about, uh, you know, handling the naysayers in your life. I think if you listen to the naysayers, like if you have a cousin, Larry, who doesn't know anything about real estate and he tells you like, oh, that's risky. I heard about somebody who lost it all doing real estate. If you listen to people like that, that's risky. because yeah. They are not good people to listen to with real estate. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you, it's risky not to invest your money, period. I mean, it's just. I don't care if it's, look, maybe you're like, Hey, real estate sucks, which if you're listening to this, I'm sure you're not, but um, you know, it's, it's just risky not to invest your money. So you got to figure out how to invest it, but it's, then it's risky to invest when you're not educated. So go get educated, figure out how to invest. Like I'm starting to put some more money into stocks because it's liquid and I have to keep good liquid capital for, my money in order to qualify for the, the um, agency debt loans that I need to qualify for. That means I can't put it all in real estate. So if I've got an extra $10 sitting around, I can't put it into real estate. Okay. I have to put it into stocks because my money, again, it needs to show liquid. Well, it sits in the bank or it goes into stocks. Well, I don't know what I'm doing in the stock market. So I have to learn. I have to get educated. I have to understand what, what's the best option for me, right? And then I have to surround myself with people that are smarter than me that can help me out, right? And, and that's the key. And that's going to get me the most success in investing in the stock market. I'm never going to be doing it. Well, I shouldn't say never, never say never, but my, my plan is to not be doing it like full time, but my plan is to up my game in what, what, where my money is going other than real estate. And it takes education. That's what I'm going to be doing. So you've got to put your money somewhere. It's got, it can't just be sitting around. If that's the riskiest thing, in my opinion, if it's not being invested and, and by the way, if you're not controlling that investment, I personally think it's, maybe it's not risky, but I think it's not serving you if you just take your money and just give it to a, a financial planner and that's it. Like, just go do what you need to do with my money. This is, I, you, need to, you need to be way more involved in that. If you really want to deal with the financial planner, that's fine, but make sure you're very involved in that process and educated in it, understanding why they're talking to it like that. Some financial planners are amazing at what they do. They're really good. They care about, they truly care about you and they want to see you do well. Others are just sales reps working for a big company. And they only have the product that the big company has and they're not really out there looking for you. They're just working so, for their commissions. They're just working. Yep. They're just working for their commissions. They would need a paycheck and, and that's it. 
and again, I, that's not to bash all financial advisors because there's some amazing people. I, I've got some friends that are financial advisors and they're, they're great people, but they're out there looking out for the investor themselves. So be educated, know what you're doing. And take action. <laughs> take action. Exactly. All right, man. Well, that's all we got for today. Uh, you have a fantastic rest of the day. Make every day Saturday. Hey, thanks to you too. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. But your rating and review just helps us push this out to more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and, and want this. So uh, the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So go on to VentureDProperties.com, VentureDProperties.com and download our free ebook uh, on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free. I'm not expecting anything from it. Uh, and, and also look, if you want some help in multifamily, want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like uh, to work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go to coachwithdex.com and check that out and uh, we can definitely have a, uh, a call. Thanks a lot for listening. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.